This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park. The heart is a blue. It's time for another Glover's Update. In this town, you're out of luck. And the reason that you had to care. All the latest news direct from Hewish Park. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found Including all the post-match interviews and the manager's press conference. So join us every week on Glover's Update to keep right up to date with what's happening at Hewish Park. Well, good evening and welcome to another edition of Glover's Update. On today's show, we have interviews with two of our new signings, Jake Wunnell and Lewis Williams. The commercial manager, Mark Robinson, gives us all the news from the commercial department. And we have an in-depth interview with the new CEO of the newly revamped Performance Centre, Jamie Phillips. So let's get started, and we'll start off with an interview with Jake. Firstly, welcome to Hewish Park. How's it feel to be here? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely over the moon to get over the line, and uh, can't wait to get going. The the gaffer's been chasing you for a little while now. Um, how did the move come about for you? Yeah, he's been. Can't wait to get going. The the gaffer's been chasing you. For... Well, Jake. Firstly, welcome to Hewish Park. How's it feel to be here? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely over the moon to get over the line, and uh, can't wait to get going. The, the gaffer's been chasing you for a little while now. Um, how did the move come about for you? Yeah, he's been ringing me for four to three weeks now and uh, he, he expressed like, the project that he wants to do and it, it suited me down to the ground. So once, once we got, got a few bits done, that was it. Uh, you've been around Hewish Park before. You were part of the Taunton squad last year, but you were injured. Um, what have you made of the place? Oh, it's a great setup. No, no one can deny it. Like, the big sands and lovely pitch. Obviously, I come here last year with the Taunton boys, and uh, it was a tasty affair. But <laughs> obviously, I was injured at the time, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to get going again. You weren't involved in that game, but Yeovil fans would have seen you in the pre-season friendlies. But for those who might not have seen you play before, what sort of player are you? Um, I like to think I'm technical, nice left foot, big, strong, centre half, like non-league. Uh, yes, when Mark said that he wants to get the ball down and play, and that suits me down to his band. Um, so last season you were at Taunton Town, it was the first season in the National League South and you kept 19 clean sheets as a side. How much was that a really good strong boat, a strong boat to, you know, for you to have? That's what defenders, bread and butter is, clean sheets, clean sheets, clean sheets and um, to keep 19 in the first season was pretty remarkable. We did have a great keeper at the time so <laughs> he took that off to him. But yeah, as a defender that's, that's your bread and butter. Talking about goalkeepers at Taunton Town, you work with Will Bugs as well. Yeah. How much of that helped you settle off to you being a local lad as well, being, um, being able to come in and settle quite quickly with some familiar faces around the place? Of course, that always helps. Always helps. Um, 
got some good memories with Beasy, obviously winning the Summer Prem with him. He was fantastic for us and uh, look forward to working with him again. You talk about that winning the Southern Prem there. You've got that promotion experience under your belt. How much did that help you come in here when that will be the expe- expectation of Yeovil Town this season? Definitely, yeah. You need, um, you need that winning, winning mentality as a player and um, I feel like that puts in good stead. And finally then, what's your message to the fans? I'm sure going to be really excited to see you play. Yeah, obviously I'm excited to get out there and show them what I can do and uh, hopefully bring the good times back. Well, Jake, welcome to Yeovil Town Football Club. Next up, it's time to talk. Firstly, welcome to Town Football Club. How's it feel to be here? It feels amazing, to be honest. Um, well, obviously, I used to watch it as a kid, so just being out there is just unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm excited. How does it feel, say, so being that fan in the crowd one day ends up playing at Jewish Park and being a Yeovertown player? That must be an amazing feeling yeah, for you. It's every kid's dream, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I'm absolutely over the moon to play, so I'm glad it's happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> your background as a player, obviously, you were at Exit City as a youngster, but you spent a lot of your time in the semi professional game. Now you're stepping into a full time environment. How excited are you for that step oh, in your journey? Yeah, I'm, I'm well excited, to be honest. Um, obviously, well, being at Exit, I was in full time, and then, well, then stepping away from the full-time environment, so yeah, I'm just excited to get back into it and just get a proper feel for it this time, especially being a lot older, a bit more wiser. So. Yeah, you really cemented yourself as the number one activity in town. What was your experience like there? Oh yeah, it was amazing. It like really developed me as a player. I've obviously made, I think I made like 130 appearances for him, so like, it's really helped that uh, part-time football. So uh, yeah, I think it will help me massively, especially coming back into full-time football. So. I mean, it was at Tibbet and Town, you, you crossed paths with Phil Osborne, who's the goalkeeper coach here. What's your relationship like with him? Oh, Phil's class. Like, Phil's helped me massively. I was, I was only with him for a couple of months before you guys snatched him away. <laughs> but um, yeah, Phil's um, well, he's unbelievable. He obviously, everybody knows what he's like here. And he's, uh, well, he's helped me massively. I was only there, he was only there a month or two and my performances shot up. So I'm really excited to get into full-time football with him. Like, I couldn't be in a better place for you. And it's a matter of days to go now until pre-season starts. How excited are you for that? Oh, I'm so excited. I just want to get out there today. So I want to get a feel for the club properly, a proper feel for the club, and just yeah, get out there and play some football. And um, finally then, what would be your message to the fans who I'm sure are really excited to welcome you to the club? Well, I'm Lewis Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited to meet everybody and see everybody out there. I'm really excited, especially seeing the ground at the moment. It's looking unbelievable and it's looking how it was when I was younger. So. Next up, we caught up with Mark Robinson. Well, Mark, it must have been an extremely busy week, few weeks to be the Yeovil Town uh, commercial manager. How have things been, been for you? Uh, it's been quite an intense uh, six weeks, which is um, refreshing. Um, it's really, really positive to see the engagement, not only from the fans, but from the business world to, towards Yeovil Town Football Club again. Um, I can walk down the street and go to the petrol stations and people are actually coming up and talking about positivity for the new season, um, wanting to become involved, wanting to be part of the journey which we're building here. So yeah, it's been amazing, it's been exciting. Um, we've got uh, massive, massive news coming out soon with the new kit launches. Um, we've got sponsors for the kits. Uh, Jurassic Fiverr are continuing with us um, as part of the three-year deal. Um, but there'll be some new, some new faces on there which we're getting excited to announce in the coming weeks. Um, and then we look at the after, after the kits, we, we look at like the stadium itself um, and we're, we're allocating sponsors to the stands. Um, so again, every, every stand is going to have a sponsor's name on it, which uh, is exciting and pays homage to where we are now um, as, a, as an organisation and enthusiasm to be part of it. Um, and then 
from the stands be then filtered down to the, the boards will be the next key key um, component to look at selling. And I can't believe come we're still in June and I've only got five five at high level and um, six at low level to sell. So it's it's stuff having come to the Yeovil Town pre-COVID um, and experienced the, the journey and the tough times through COVID, um, performances not clicking on the pitch, um, and it's been, it's been a tough sell for the last three years, whereas this, this summer's been unreal, and, and to be in this position is it's exciting for myself, and it gives me great pride in, in, um, in what we've achieved, and, and that comes about from, from the whole town, not just myself. Um, but Martin coming on board with the team and, and making it, making it a fresh, fresh hub for business and fresh hub for the town to be excited about in the coming weeks. Um, the feeling around the club must have improved tenfold since the takeover. How's it been internally? Uh, internally, it's it's refreshing. I've had, I've had sponsors come in who I was talking to towards the end of the season uh, about this coming year, uh, and they've they've highlighted to me there's, there's there's a buzz, there's a spring in the staffs. Uh, tales as walking through the office, which is again testament to the environment. We're, we're all excited. Everybody with, throughout the club is full of excitement, full of passion to make it a success um, and to pitch pitch a team back and the club back where it is. Um, I keep pinching myself regularly to to remind myself that, with greatest respect, all this excitement and all this enthusiasm. We did get relegated last year, which is still painful for I know it's for the players, but for everyone at the staff, it's not it's not what we wanted to achieve. Um, but to have this enthusiasm and excitement going in, it feels like we've won the league. So um, it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's exciting, exciting journeys ahead, and and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the first ball being kicked and and being able to build on the momentum that the players give us through victories on the pitch as well. You mentioned a lot about those early successes of like boards being sold. What opportunities can potential sponsors have at the football club over the coming summer and into next season? And how would they get in contact with you for that? Yeah, I think um, well, drop me an email um, on mrobinson at ytfc.net. We've got, still got packages available. Um, like I said, there's, there's still the, the total of like 11 board spaces available um, at high level and low level combined. Um, but then we've got the matchday hospitality now. As the previous hospitality manager, I felt the product we, we delivered last year was exquisite for, for our level. Um, we've come in, we've made some amendments upstairs, we've, we've invested in the, the restaurants, in the bars, um, right across the board for the, for the match day experience to be improved. So anybody who wants to return, anybody who's interested in coming back, I'd really advise them to look at the match day hospitality packages we've got. Um, come along, be a sponsor, enjoy the day engage with the players, meet the players, meet the manager, um, and, have, and have a great day out at Hewish Park. It's, it's what we've been waiting years for, to, for us to, to do, is to come and enjoy it. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. I think it's fair to say that the Performance Centre has been a bit stop-start over the recent years, but it is quite clear that the new owner, Martin Hellier, is determined to get started on the front foot as the club looked to produce its own players in its newly reorganised Performance Centre. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show Okay, well, Jamie, thanks ever so much for joining us on the show. Very good of you. Um, uh, performance Centre. Suddenly, it seems to have got uh, new wings, as it were. You must have been drinking some, uh, some um, what's it called, Red Bull. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, I think it's sort of you know fairly close to say that that it's it's been a bit of stop and start over the last few years, and it suddenly looks now as though 
Martin has put a a, a real sort of uh, sense of enthusiasm about the place. So can you tell us a little bit more about... Well, let's start with you. I mean, where, where do you fit into all of this? You're the chief executive, it says here. Yeah, so um, it's been in the, the planning for, for a little while, actually. Um, and I guess we, we kind of realised that the club, after recent events, needed something new, needed something vibrant. Um, and and this was kind of, you know, we, the youth were owed this, I think. And, and it's a great opportunity for the older age groups within the performance centre, so the 15s, 16s now, where they can actually look at a realistic um, stepping stone into, into first-team football. Um, especially we've got the under-18s EPDP programme, um, so it, it kind of all links in. And I think, you know, we had a community trust that were kind of under the umbrella of the club and they had their own youth system. Um, playing in the junior premier league yeah and um, but i think it, it's just bringing it into the club you know we're looking at doing things at the moment of of giving the guys experiences of being ball boys at first team um matches and, and things where you know they wouldn't have had that opportunity before so it's just making all the players a, a part of the club feel a part of the club and um and yeah i think martin's been been a great great point to to the stepping stone, I think you know I can't speak highly enough of him of coming in and, and doing the job that he's currently doing, and um, he's given our, us his uh, his full support. So um, yeah, things are moving along nicely at the moment. So so what's your history there, Jamie? I've got a long history, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> primarily in the uh, the youth setup and the um, in the women's game. Um, most recently in the women's game with Cardiff City, um, we've we've just won the league over in the um, in the national league. Yeah, back into. Three, um, in the boys' game, I've been in recruitment for for Exeter City, Birmingham, um, Swansea. So I've had a rich history within the, uh, the the youth academy side of it. I think, um, but yeah, I think it's it's a long, long history. I could sit here for an hour and talk about where I've been and what I've done. Did you ever Did you ever play professionally or even not? You know. I never made it to a professional level. I was one of those that got so far and, and kind of um, dropped out. I think I, I, I grew up in, in London, so I, was, I had a, a lot of opportunities playing um, and training at a high level. I ended up training with Tottenham and came over to Bristol City um, for the under-18s programme um, at the time and then just dropped further and further down myself. So I ended up with Western Supermare in their um, youth academy and and then ended up playing for Cleveland Town for a little while and, and just, yeah, I'm going to stop there because it just goes lower and lower. So plenty of experience there. Then that's that's the, the bit I was trying to get to. So that's okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, your present um, your present role now. Then I mean, CEO that covers an awful lot of multitude of sins, I guess, doesn't it? But I mean, what exactly are you going to have to do? What's your day to day routine? So it varies. So at the moment, my day to day routine is looking after both the community trust and the performance centre, and it's linking both in. So um, at the moment, we've just finished doing our phase two trials. So we are currently this morning um, speaking with the coaches and and the staff and selecting the players that are going to be put through and offer the place. Um, dealing with finances, dealing with um, the, the program itself the organisation of the, the venues, the facilities, the matches, the, the training, the, the training syllabus. Um, we've just brought Mark Shannon back, you know, a legend of the, of the club, worked here for many years and, and just, you know, um, speaking with him and, and just organising everything properly and making sure everything's done and there's not one person doing everything. We've got a team around us. So it's running smoothly at the moment. Touch wood. And, and it's good to see familiar faces around. I mean, Bob Thomas was, was there when I was working at Yeovil Town. So, you know, he's... 
he's got a long history with the youth. I mean, what, what is he going to pick up where he left off, basically? Yeah, Bob Thomas, part of the furniture. He's done a great job, um, outstanding, um, you know, contributions to the club. And um, like I said in my in my tweet, long long may it continue. He um, he's currently um, head of foundation phases. Uh, sorry, head of development phases. So he will be looking after the the older age groups. Um, a lot of experience, kind of dealing with um, the logistics, the structure, the parents. So he will be in charge of that kind of area. Um, we were together on Saturday all day going through the trials. So you know he's already doing a, you know a lot of work and and like I said, you know he's, he's a great asset to have on board. Yeah, well he's been around for a long time and he certainly knows what he's doing. Um, now Ben Jones, I don't know what exactly is Ben Jones's uh, position, head of foundation phases. What does that mean? Yes, so the foundation phase, similar to the development with Bob, but he'll be looking after the younger ones. So um, the, kind of looking at the sevens and eights coming in and, and it's kind of going to be a different, slightly different program to the older guys because they're not going to be in a, a massive league as such. It'll just be kind of a development program that links into making sure they're ready yeah. come the of 10, 11. So uh, they... Ben James has got a lot of history in terms of grassroots football and, and recently head of centre at uh, South Somerset Regional Talent Centre. Right. So a lot of experience between all of the stuff. So he, he'll obviously um, move them on, you know, once they're at a certain stage before they come to you then? Yeah, so it's um, it, Ben and Bob will work closely together, I guess. I think it's it's Ben will kind of um, nurture them and, and kind of get them up to standard. And by the time they get to the under 11s, I think when they move over to Bob's remit, yeah, um, they, they pass each, you know, it gets passed on to the to the next phase really. And then the same with Bob with Matt Percival with the under 18s. So it's just a conveyor belt that you know, hopefully we can bring all these these players through and then um, provide them with a good opportunity throughout their pathway. Now then we move on to the little leprechaun. Um, now, I, I don't know if Roy's told you this, but uh, a few years ago we were working together, basically doing to a degree what you're doing. I was I was in my office one day and John Fry summoned me and he said, uh, Aidy, uh, I want you to take over the uh, um, foundation and the um, what are the community community trust, just like that. It wasn't would you like to or it was there you go, and it was dumped in my lap. Uh, and Roy was there with us and so basically I sort of tried to do the organisational bit and Roy did the coaching bit so we, we, we got on very well and, and certainly moved on but um, I didn't expect to see him back quite quite this soon actually so uh, how's he getting on? Yeah, Roy's brilliant. Again, someone I can't speak highly enough of, and he um, we've we've been in contact for the last few years. I think he's been a kind of an ad hoc coach for for us and and the community trust, just doing thing. I know he's he's got another job at the moment, so just fitting around his schedule really. Um, brilliant coach, been around the game, been a player here himself. So you know he's, yeah. he's a yogal legend in in terms. Yeah, and and he's going to be coming in as the um, liaison officer. So he'll be looking after the the aftercare package and things of you know play, if, if there's a discipline case or if players are not quite up to the standard and and yeah. we're looking at you know releasing players he's going to be the one looking after them and we don't just want to say to players you know you've you've messed up or you've you've gone against the code of conduct see you later we want to kind of give them an aftercare package and make sure that you know especially with mental health and things um, at the moment the topics being quite rich we want to make sure that we're covering all the aspects and, and there's no one better than Roy at doing things. Of that, in my opinion, yeah, well, he's a good lad, Roy. Um, so is he is he full time or is he coming in when it suits him to come in? No, Roy. I think most of them are, will be part time coaches. Um, yeah. No one's full time apart from myself at the moment. Um, we we want to get to that stage. 
But again, all of that depends on, again, the first team and, and you want to get back into the EFL. And I guess the long-term aspirations is to to get that academy status back up and running again. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we can't we can't do that until we get into the EFL, but we can always operate as an academy does. So, um, and that's, you know, that's the plan. So, so roughly speaking, how many kids have you got involved in the, in the whole project at the moment? So um, when we announced the trials, my inbox went crazy. I think we had over 600 applicants oh, right. for um, the trial, which was absolutely crazy. It completely blew up um, and blew me away. So, you know, brilliant. And if anyone's listening and, and applies, so thank you for, for, for registering. We could only take so many. I think we capped it at 500. So we managed to get through 500 across all the age groups. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be taking on about 200. So... Again, the question was, we're going to release 200 players from the trial process. So we're going to use the Community Trust as a development platform. So they've so everyone's got something to fit into. Um, we're not just saying no to people and ending the opportunities there. So if, you know, if they are unsuccessful within the elite phases of the performance centre, they have they have something to, to join and, and continue the pathway. So the Community Trust then will be sort of a fallback position, if you like, for those that are rejected from your um, your project yeah i hate the term rejected but um it's just a stepping stone isn't it? i think it's another additional part of, of the pathway and right. i think the community trust is that's how it should be you know that's how yeah. that's what the community trust of a football club is um, supposed to do and supposed to provide um i think you know they've done really well in terms of um being the main source of the club's youth at the, you know at, at previously and i think it's time now for the club to take that on and move forwards and trying to you know, trying to be a bit more professional and um, and the community trust can, can kind of stay as it is and be part of the community and support the club where it can. I, I, you know, I think looking looking on it from my perspective as I've sort of been involved, I think that the one thing is longevity. And at the moment, um, or up until now, there's not been that. You know, we've stopped, this, uh, Southampton got involved, then they fell out. The next thing you know, you know, it was just a community trust doing it. It's, there's never been any sort of longevity where it started and it's worked through two, three, four years of, of planning because I don't think, you know, I, I hope that people don't expect us to suddenly find gems that, that quickly. It, it's it's a longer process than that, isn't it? 100% and I completely agree. And I think this is the, the modern day football. This is what happens at football clubs and, you know, it only takes one small thing um, to, to I say go wrong or take a turn and it has a knock on effect all the way through. Yeah. Um we that with the relegation last season. So, you know, and but at the moment the way the way we are in a club right now, no one feels like we've been relegated just because of all the positive stuff that's going on. Um yeah. and I think with the performance centre, um, you know, that's, I'm I'm here full time. So that's my job to make sure it does have that longevity and, and make sure it, you know, it, it stays for for as long as it can. Well, it strikes me that you've come in at a good time because, as you say, the wave of optimism and enthusiasm around the place is, is infectious at the moment. And, I, you know, I hope it'll, uh, it'll help, help make your job that little bit easier. I hope so. I hope so. It's been, it's been great to be here, actually. I think I came in just in a crossover of, of ownership. Um, yeah. and, and, and now, you know, I can't speak highly enough of what's going on. I think, you know, I'm just looking at the stands now. Everything's fresh and new yeah. and repainted. Um, it's just a, a brilliant feel. The pitch is looking amazing. So you know, it's just um, yeah. But we've got to kick a football, haven't we? So yeah. that's, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. But I think well, in terms of what what we've done over the summer, can't you know, outstanding, brilliant yeah. work by everyone. Where do the ladies fit into all this? Do they do they come under your remit at all, or is it a totally separate operation? 
Yes, obviously, because of my conflict of interest with um, the, in the women's game, I can only get involved so much, but I'll, I'm on the board for the women. Yeah. And I'll be basically looking after the money side of things and making sure they get the, you know, the same opportunities. Um, again, Ian Maskell is the um, the CEO for the for the women's, and I'm, I'm working really closely with him to make sure that the program runs and and basically operates the same as the performance center within the youth. Um, the only difference is they have their own first team, so you know slightly different. But in terms of of their youth projects, again, Ian's done a great job. The staff he's managed to to bring under his belt, um, it, it runs exactly the same, pretty much as the performance center with the boys side. So, um, you know, again, great work and, and they've got a great platform to build on as well. Well, perhaps you can have a word with Ian and see if you can get him to come on on the radio for us. We'd like to speak to him. I'm sure he will, yeah. No, yeah, he, no issues at all. Have a word in his ear. That'd be brilliant. Well, look, thanks Definitely. thanks very much for uh, for coming on, Jamie. It's been, uh, it, it's been, what's the word I'm looking for? Invigorating, I guess, because, it, you know, suddenly I, I just feel this, along with everything else at the club, Everything's beginning to happen, and and you know we've got a you've got a proper structure put in place there now, and it, it looks as though it's all going to go very well. I hope so. Like I said, the, you know the work done in the, over the summer period has been outstanding, and to think that we've only, we're only into a really just a month of a new ownership and and everything that's been accomplished within this month has just been mind blowing. Yeah, and I think if we can get a season under our belt, then you know who knows what could happen at Hewish Park this season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on, Jamie. Good luck for the project. I hope it works well. And, you know, maybe we can come on again every so often and just have a catch-up as to how things are going. Definitely. No problem with me. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Brilliant. OK, mate. Thanks very much indeed. Speak to you again. Yeah, The heart is a blue up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent In this town of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. So beautiful.